0: Ismilla, Rahman, Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rubil Alamin, was Solo Law, was Sella Mubaraka, wa Nabina, Mohammed, Allah, Ali, he was Sahi, Hijmain, Robbishrahli, Sodri, or Yasirli, Emri, Wahlu, Rokud, the Tamilisani of Kahu, Koli, Allah, Malimna, Mayan, Faruna, and Farna, Bima, Lamtana, Wazidna, Ilma, Amabat, Fasalam, Walekum, or wa Ahmadullah, he, Wabarakatu. In Shallah, tonight we will continue with the Tafsir of Surah Yusuf, and we are nearing the conclusion of the beautiful story that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates in this surah that started out with Yusuf salam as a young child and ends up with Yusuf alayhi salam becoming one of the most powerful men in Egypt. So last week we left off at the reuniting between Yusuf alayhi salam and his brothers when his brothers finally realized who he was when Yusuf Alayhi salam reminded them of what they did to him so many years earlier. So they came to Egypt, right, for the third time, and the previous two times that they had come to Egypt to get food and to get uh, their rations, they didn't recognize Yusuf Alayhi salam, but he recognized them. Now, the third time they come to Yusuf Alayhi salam, they really are in a very difficult situation, they don't have much money, and they're very desperate. So they ask Yusuf alayhi salam to give them some more rations, even though they don't have anything really uh, to pay for it. They have some amount that they can pay, but they don't have the full amount that they can pay for the rations. So they ask Yusuf alayhi salam actually to give them sadaqa. Fa awfilana al wa alayna. Please give us these rations in full, even though we don't have enough to pay you for it. Just give it to us as sadaqah. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He rewards people who give sadaqah. So then Yusuf alayhi he, he felt really bad for his brothers, right? After all, they were still his brothers, even though they they did something so bad to him years earlier, he still had that rahmah, he still had that mercy for them uh, in his heart. So he decided to let them know who he was. So he reminded them of what they did to Yusuf, right? And nobody... Could have known what they did to Yusuf, except the brothers and Yusuf alayhi salam himself, right? So if Yusuf alayhi salam reminds them of what they did to him when he when they threw him in the well, you know, the only person besides them who knew what happened was Yusuf alayhi salam himself, right? So they realized that this is Yusuf when he said, bi Yusuf jahilun. Do you know what you did to Yusuf and his brother when you were Jahil when you were ignorant? They realized then that this has to be Yusuf. No one else could know this but Yusuf. So they said, "Qala, qalu, are you Yusuf?" And he says, "Qala, ana Yusuf wa that yes, I am Yusuf and this is my brother Benjamin. Qad manna Allah alayna, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has favored us. wa فإن الله لا يضيع Whoever has taqwa and patience then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow the reward of the doers of good to go to waste. And you know this, this statement here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions on the tongue of Yusuf alayhi salam, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Surely those who have consciousness, who have taqwa of Allah and who have patience, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow the reward of the doers of good to go to waste. Your taqwa and your patience will never be in vain, it will never be wasted. This statement really sums up the essence of the whole surah, the essence of the whole story of Yusuf You know, if you were to if you were to ask what is the moral of this story, you can say this, you can, you can mention this statement. Whoever has taqwa. This consciousness of Allah, this fear and awareness of Allah, and is patient as well. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will not allow the the the, the deeds and the the reward for the doers of good to go to waste. And Yusuf salam, he embodied this statement in his in his actions over the years. Right? He had taqwa. He stayed away from the disobedience of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, even though there were situations where where it would have been easy for a normal person to fall into the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, going through all the hardships and trials and difficulties that Yusuf Salam went through, right? For a a normal person, you know, it would have been easy to slip and fall into the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Yusuf Salam, Allah protected him. And Yusuf Salam maintained his taqwa, his fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was patient. He had sabr. He went through so many calamities, you know, from the time he was a child. When he was thrown into that well and separated from his father, separated from his family, taken into a foreign land, right? Uh, Made into a slave, falsely accused. Uh, of, of things that he never committed thrown into jail unjustly right look at look at all these difficulties and trials and tribulations Yusuf alayhi salam had to go through one after another one after another over a span of, of, of many years right but he remained patient upon every single calamity that he went through right so then in the end what happens to Yusuf alayhi salam, he is rewarded for his taqwa and his patience. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him a position where he is respected by everyone. He becomes one of the most powerful people in Egypt. right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded him in this dunya. And the reward of the hereafter is even better than that. Right? So, This is the main takeaway of this surah right here. إِنَّهُ مَنْ وَيَصْبِرُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا Whoever has taqwa and sabr, whoever has consciousness and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and patience through all difficulties, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never allow the reward of the doers of good to go to waste. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the muhsineen. So when the brothers of Yusuf realized this, that this is Yusuf and look, Look at us, we're asking for sadaqah. And look at the one we threw in the well. He is such a powerful person, a person who is revered and respected by everyone. And we came to ask him for sadaqah. And we're the same ones who threw him in the well, you know, 40 years ago. So they realized that Allah has favored him over us. So they said it directly to him. wa in kunna la Surely we swear by Allah that Allah favored you over us. Allah favored you over us, and we were wrong. What we did to you, it, it, it was something that was a huge mistake. So they apologized and they admitted their guilt to him. And Yusuf, السلام, out of his, his graciousness and, and the mercy that he had towards his brothers, right, even though they did such a horrible thing to him, what did he say? He said, there's no reproach upon you today. I'm not gonna try to get revenge on you for what you did to me. I'm not gonna punish you for what you did to me. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to badmouth you about it. I'm not gonna keep reminding you, you know, you did this to me, you did that to me. You know, I forgive you and let's just close this chapter. We don't even need to talk about it anymore. I forgive you and the case is closed. Alhamdulillah, this is, this is a very gracious way to forgive. That you, you, you literally forgive and you don't make the person feel bad about what he did to you, right? Sometimes a person will say, okay, yeah, I forgive you. I forgive you for what you did, right? But, you know, whenever an opportunity presents itself, you know, the person who was wrong will try to remind the, the person who did something wrong to him about what he did. Like, yeah, I forgave you, but, you know, you remember you did this to me, remember you did that to me. They'll find a way to not let that person forget what he did. But Yusuf Alayhi he was so gracious. He said لا تثريب عليكم اليوم لا تثريب عليكم اليوم no reproach on you today. I'm not even going to say 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 a word of, of harshness to you about this. I'm not going to keep reminding you about this. The, the the matter is finished. The matter is closed. What happened happened. I forgive you. Let's move on with our lives, right? Alhamdulillah. This is this is this shows the the beautiful purity of heart that Yusuf Alayhi had. So he said, May Allah forgive you. And Allah is the most merciful of those who show mercy. Then he gave them an instruction Go back to Philistine. Go back to your father in Philistine. And take my shirt. Take my shirt to my father, to Yaqub. Put it on his face. That put it on the father of uh, put it on the face of my father and his eyesight will return. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cure him and he will bring his vision back. He won't be blind anymore. And then he said, ajma'in. And bring your whole family here. Bring your whole family to to Egypt and you can resettle here in Egypt. Yusuf alayhi salam, you know, he was he was well established in Egypt now he he was very wealthy very powerful very well respected so he wanted his his family to come and you know live uh, this type of a life with him as well live with him in comfort right so he gives his shirt and he tells them to go back to Philistine, put it on the face of the uh, of yaqub so that he can he can have his eyesight back and then relocate the whole family to to egypt Alright, so the one who takes the shirt of, of Yusuf to fulfill this, this command of Yusuf to take the shirt to Yaqub السلام, The one who took this responsibility was the oldest brother of Yusuf السلام, and that was Yehuda Yehuda ibn Yaqub, the oldest brother of Yusuf and even though he was involved in the plot against Yusuf years earlier, he was part of that, still amongst the 10 older brothers of Yusuf السلام, he was the most sensible amongst them when the other brothers were saying we will kill Yusuf Yehuda is the one who stopped them he said no 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 we can't kill him let's just throw him in a well instead We're we, murdering him that's taking it too far we can't do that so you know he saved the life of Yusuf السلام, even though he was involved in you know separating Yusuf السلام, from his family still he refused to Kill Yusuf So, you know, he was the most sensible amongst them, right? So, he is the one who took this responsibility. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the shirt. I'll take the shirt and I will take it to my father. And the reason why he wanted to take the responsibility, it, uh, he, he actually mentioned it to Yusuf He said, you know, years earlier, when we threw you in the well, I brought your shirt. I took your shirt to my father with false blood on it, with the blood of a sheep. And I told him that this is, this is the, the shirt of Yusuf and a wolf ate it. And we, we had put that blood on it, right? So rem- he remembered what he did with his brothers 40 years earlier. He said, at that time, I took your shirt to my father with false blood on it, the blood of a sheep. And I said that this is the blood of, of Yusuf and a wolf had eaten him. And I made him very sad. I made my father very sad by this, by telling him that you had died. And bringing him this false evidence, this shirt as a false evidence. Now, this time, I'm going to make up for that by bringing your shirt to him and telling him that you are alive to make him happy. He's going to be so happy. So that time I brought your shirt and it brought him great sadness. This time I'm going to bring your shirt and it will it will make up for that. It'll bring him great happiness. So I will take, I will take the shirt. So Yehuda is the one who took the shirt of Yusuf salam in order to fulfill that command of Yusuf alaihi right? Now, when the caravan of the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam left Egypt to go back to Philistine, now they're all so happy, right? Alhamdulillah, this is, uh, you know, things, things things, are looking up now for the whole family. Yusuf alayhi salam has forgiven them, Yusuf alayhi salam is, is alive, you know, their father is gonna be reunited, so everyone is very happy. So they get ready to leave Egypt as, ser- as soon as the caravan is prepared and starts to leave Egypt going towards Philistine, right? It just, it just has started on its journey back to Philistine from Egypt. And the Mufassirin have mentioned that the narration state that the journey, the journey from Egypt to Philistine, it was an eight-night journey. It would take eight days, eight days and eight nights to make this journey, right? So it's an eight-day journey. But as soon as they left Egypt, they just started the journey. So they're still eight days away from Philistine Ya'qub alayhi salam. All the way in Philistine, eight days distance away, Ya'qub alayhi salam can smell the scent of Yusuf from the shirt. He can smell Yusuf alayhi salam, right? He can detect that smell from the shirt from from all the way in Egypt, and, you, and Ya'qub alayhi salam is in Philistine, but he can smell it. The Mufassirin have mentioned that it's actually the wind. The wind asked the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for permission to to transport the scent of Yusuf alayhi salam to Palestine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the wind permission. So the wind, it took some of the scent from that shirt and that wind traveled all the way to Ya'qub alayhi salam in Palestine. And when that wind came in front of of Ya'qub alayhi salam, he smelled it and he could smell that shirt and that shirt had the smell of Yusuf alayhi salam. Right? And, and, and the caravan, it's still, it just left Egypt. It's still eight days away. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, right, This is verse number 94 of the surah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions what Yaqub alayhi salam said when he smelled that smell. He, he smelled the smell of Yusuf alayhi salam. When the caravan of the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam left Egypt, they're, they're still, you know, they just started their journey. They're still eight days away, but Ya'qub alayhi salam says, "Qala inni la Yusuf." Surely I smell the smell of Yusuf. I smell the smell of Yusuf. Laula antufanidun. If only you people wouldn't think that I have gone mad, that I have lost my mind, right? Who is he talking to? He's talking to his grandchildren. The children were not there. None of them were there. They were in Egypt. But the children of the children, the grandchildren of Yaqub, they were there, right? And they they saw the sadness and the constant remembering that Yaqub would have for Yusuf over the years. They saw him constantly remembering him. They saw his sadness. They saw him crying, right? So now Ya'qub alayhi salam is saying, I smell the smell of Yusuf. So the grandchildren, they think like, look, he's always so sad. He's always talking about Yusuf. He's always remembering Yusuf. You know, he just always has these high hopes. They thought that, you know, he's just talking, talking talk that doesn't make any sense. And Ya'qub alayhi salam knew that they were thinking that. So that's why he said, Inni ajidu riha Yusuf. Surely I, I, can, I can smell the smell of Yusuf. If you people wouldn't, think That I have lost my mind. I know that, that that's what you're thinking. I know you're thinking that I don't know what I'm talking about, right? So that's what he said to them. And they said exactly that. What did the, the grandchildren of Yaqub a.s. say to him when he said, I smell the smell of Yusuf? They said, They said, Wallahi, we swear by Allah, you are just in your old lost ways. You're lost. You know you're just talking talk that doesn't make any sense right and they should not have spoken like that to Ya'qub a.s. first of all he's a prophet of Allah right you don't talk to a prophet of Allah in, in such a such a manner that shows disrespect we swear by Allah that you know you are just you are just in your old lost ways this is not the way you talk to a prophet of Allah right but that was a mistake that the grandchildren of, of Yaqub alayhi made by saying that to him. They, and also he's their grandfather as well. So he, he deserves respect first and foremost as a prophet of Allah. And he also deserves respect as being their grandfather. So they should not have spoken to him in this way. But this is what they said. And then what happens? Then eight days later, Yahudah he comes with the shirt. The shirt of Yusuf السلام, And he fulfills the command of Yusuf alayhi salam. فَلَمَّا So when the bringer of good news, and in this case it was Yehuda, he's the one who brought the shirt and he brought the good news. What is the good news? The good news is, oh my father, Yusuf is alive, we found him, and you're going to be reunited with him soon. What great news, right? So he is mentioned here as البشير, the giver of good news. فَلَمَّا أَنْ جَاءَ الْبَشِيرِ When the giver of good news came, أَلْقَاهُ عَلَىٰ وَجِهِهِ He took the shirt of Yusuf salam And he put it on the face of Ya'qub salam. And what happens? The eyesight of Ya'qub salam is restored. He can see again. فَرْتَدَّ Basira. He was able to see once again. And when he was able to see once again, and everyone heard the good news that Yusuf is alive, Yusuf is alive. Then he tells his sons and his grandchildren, everyone who is around, Didn't I say to you that I know from Allah that which you do not know? Right? You all lost hope in Yusuf. You thought Yusuf was dead. You thought this, that. But I always had hope that Allah will bring him back to me. Remember Yaqub alayhi salam earlier he had said, Asallahu, an bihim jamia. perhaps Allah will, will reunite my whole family, he will bring everyone back to me. Right? He he never lost this hope. He was always optimistic. Whereas the others, you know, his children and the grandchildren, they they, they didn't have this type of hope. Right? So now what Ya'qub alayhi wished for, it's coming true. So now he says, he reminds them, like, you didn't believe this, but I always believed it. And now look who's being proven right. I'm being proven right. Why? تَعْلَمُ Didn't I tell you before that I know from Allah that which you do not know? Right? So then they all realized that they were wrong and their father had been right all along. And that he really did have knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they did not have. Ya'qub alayhi salam was a prophet of Allah, so of course he has knowledge that others don't have. So now the, the sons who had, who had done this terrible thing to Yusuf salam 40 years earlier, they're full of regret now. They're just full of sadness. Like, why did we do what we did? So they ask their father to ask Allah to forgive them. Because they know now that their father's position is a great position with Allah. He's a prophet of Allah. Right? If he asks Allah to forgive us, then we have a greater chance of being forgiven. So they asked their father to ask Allah. They said to their father, يَا abana, oh our father, اسْتَغْفِرْ لَنَا ذنوبنا. Ask Allah for us, for his forgiveness. On our behalf, yeah, oh our father, ask Allah, for his forgiveness upon us Make istighfar on our behalf O our father Please ask Allah to forgive us So Yaqub alayhi salam He replies He says I will He didn't do it right then and there He said I will ask Allah to forgive you I will ask my lord to forgive you And the have have mentioned That he wanted to wait For the time of suhoor the last part of the night before Fajr. He wanted to u- utilize that time to make this du'a for forgiveness for all of his sons. Uh, because the time of suhoor is a very blessed time. It's one of the best times for making du'a. And our Prophet Muhammad wasallam said that in the last one-third of the night, the last one-third of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asks, Hal min is there anyone who will ask, so I will give to him? هَلْ مِنْ فأستجيب له? Is there anyone who will call upon me, so I will answer him? هَلْ مِنْ مستغفرين له? Is there anyone who will ask me for my forgiveness, so I will forgive him? Every single night, the last third of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking this. هَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ فَأُعْطِيَهُ هَلْ مِنْ فَأَسْتَجِيبَ لَهُ هل من مستغفرين is there anyone who will ask? So I will give so I will give him. Is there anyone who will call upon me? So I will answer him. Is there anyone who will ask me for my forgiveness? So I will forgive him. So a blessed time. So when Yaqub alayhi salam said to them, astaghfiru Lakum Rabbi, I will ask my Lord to forgive you. I will do it. He wanted to delay it until that blessed time. And it is mentioned that he did ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time, at the time of Sukhur too. Forgive his sons for what they did. إِنَّهُ rahim Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who constantly forgives. He often forgives. He forgives again and again and again. And he is the most merciful. All right. So now, the second instruction that Yusuf alayhi gave to his brothers. What were the two instructions? Go and put my shirt on the face of my father so that he can get his eyesight back. And... وَأْتُونِي ahlikum أَجْمَعِينَ Bring the whole family to Egypt. Let them relocate in Egypt. And the Mufassirin have mentioned that Yusuf alayhi salam, he sent many uh, camels and many supplies to Philistine in order to bring his family, in order to ro- relocate his family to Egypt. He didn't just tell the brothers, okay, you go and bring the whole family. How are they going to bring the whole family? On their own, when they, when they're when they're poor, they don't really have much. How can they go back to Palestine and then bring the whole family back to Egypt? So Yusuf alayhi salam provided them with with animals and supplies and everything, food, everything. Right? Just go back to Philistine and I'm sending all this stuff with you to make the move easy and bring the whole family. Right? So now Ya'qub alayhi salam and his whole family, right? meaning Ya'qub his children and his grandchildren, the whole family, everyone who comes from his family, they are going to leave Palestine now and they're going to uh, relocate to Egypt to live with Yusuf And the Mufassirin have met, have some different opinions regarding how many were there, how many people were there in the family of Ya'qub at that time. So some, some of the Mufassirin have mentioned uh, they were a total of 72 people, including men and women. Some of them mentioned 93, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. But it was a decent number, the whole family of Yaqub alayhi salam, right? So they prepare to leave Palestine to relocate to Egypt. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when the whole family, when they finally entered upon Yusuf alayhi salam. Now the whole family, they're coming to Egypt. And it is mentioned that Yusuf alayhi salam, he actually met them before they entered Egypt. He didn't wait for them to come all the way to his palace. No, he went out to meet them. He went out to meet them as a form of respect to his father. But I'm not going to make my father come all the way over here. I'm going to be there waiting for him when he comes to the outskirts, right? So even before they entered Egypt, Yusuf alayhi salam was already there. He was already there with, with a big army, with a lot of horses, right? So basically it was a huge reception that Yusuf alayhi salam prepared for his father and for. His family, a sign of respect to his father and his family. So when, when Yaqub alayhi salam came and they finally came face to face, hadn't seen each other for 40 years, right? A very emotional moment for both of them, for the father and the son. يوسف, when they entered upon Yusuf, that he he took his parents and he brought them close to him. And it is mentioned that you know he met his father Yaqub alayhi salam, and you know, they hugged, very emotional hug, they hugged. And then Yusuf alayhi salam, he said to Yaqub alayhi salam, Oh my father, so many years, you know, you, you had such sadness over losing me that you lost your eyesight, you became blind. Why did you, why were you so sad? You know, as a prophet of Allah, you know that you know, even if you were not going to be able to meet me again in this world, that, you know, we would meet again in the akhirah. So why did you let yourself get so sad that you lost your eyesight? And Ya'qub, alayhi salam, he said something very profound. He said, yes, of course I know uh, that the hereafter is real. But what I was afraid of, what, what, what I was afraid of was I didn't know where you were. I didn't know who got you. I didn't know what type of people you were staying with. I didn't know what type of environment you were in, so I was afraid. I was afraid that your religion may be taken away from you. I was afraid that you may lose your religion because I didn't know who you were with. So that's what made me so scared. Not not just the, the fact that you were physically separated from me. The thing that made me the most afraid was I was afraid for your deen. SubhanAllah. This was the main concern Yaqub alayhi salam had. Right, and this is even mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions then when, that when Ya'qub alayhi was on his deathbed, when he was about to die, what did he... He gathered all his sons. And he said, qala ma ta'buduna min ba'di. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, am kuntum shuhada'a إِذْ hadara Ya'qub al Were you present when death came to Ya'qub alayhi salam? idh qala li banihi. When he said to his children, he gathered all his sons, he gathered his children and he said to them what? after I die, after I leave this world, who are you going to worship? That was his that was his only concern. Right? who are you going to worship after I'm gone? And they gave him the right answer. The son said, They said to him, We will continue to worship your God. The God of your fathers, Ibrahim, Ismail, and Ishaq, the one true God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely. SubhanAllah. So this was the concern. This was the main reason why Yaqub was so sad at the at the at the separation that he had from Yusuf alayhi salam because he was afraid. He was afraid for the deen of Yusuf alaihi salam, but now alhamdulillah, he sees Yusuf alaihi salam very strong in his deen. He is also a prophet of Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him so many blessings in this dunya. So now Ya'qub alaihi salam felt, felt happy that his, that the deen of his son was preserved and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a great reward in this dunya and the reward of the akhirah is even better than that. So the father and son are reunited alhamdulillah. And then Yusuf alaihi salam says to them, he meets them, remember, on the outskirts before they entered Egypt. Then he says to all of them, let's enter Egypt now. And he said to them, Udhulu enter Egypt. Enter Egypt in InshaAllah, and you will be safe here, inshaAllah. Allah, insha'Allah. And he said to them, Enter Egypt, insha'Allah, with safety. So they entered Egypt. And this is how Bani Israel ended up in Egypt. And they remained in Egypt for many generations after that, all the way up to the time of Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam, he was born in Egypt. And then we know the story of Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun, and, and uh, you know all of the, the difficulties that Bani Israel faced with oppression during that time from the Fir'aun. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Bani Israel permission to leave Egypt. And they left Egypt and they went back to Philistine, right? But the beginning of the stay of Bani Israel in Egypt, it was during the time of Yusuf Alayhis So he says to his father and to the whole family, all of them, wa Misra Enter, enter Misr, enter Egypt, and by the will of Allah, you will be safe here. So they enter Egypt and they come to the, the palace of Yusuf Alayhis salam. Yusuf Alayhis salam has a beautiful palace Right? He's he's a person with a very, very high position and he has a beautiful throne, right? So out of respect to his parents, Yusuf alayhi salam takes his parents and he puts them on the throne. He places his parents on the throne. Okay, so the parents of Yusuf alayhi salam, of course, his father is Yaqub alayhi salam, but the mother of Yusuf alayhi salam, she was not alive. At this time, the mother of Yusuf alayhi salam, she died when she was giving birth to the full brother of Yusuf alayhi salam, Binyamin. So she gave, she she gave birth to Binyamin and she died. Right, so she was not alive. So what does it mean when Allah subhanahu wa taala says that Yusuf alayhi salam he he put his parents abawayhi is the two parents, right? This is referring to the father and the mother. So if the mother was dead, so, so how did Yusuf السلام, put his parents on his throne? So the Mufassirin have mentioned that when the mother of Yusuf السلام, and Binyamin, when she died, then Yaqub السلام, he married uh, her sister. He married her sister. So that was actually the aunt of Yusuf السلام, but she's in, like in a position of the mother, right? She is his aunt and the wife of, of, of his father. Right? She's his aunt, the, the, the sister of his mother, and also the wife of his father. So she is in a position as the mother of Yusuf Ali Right. So this is what is being referred to here. Warafa <laughs> Abawayhi. He put his parents, his father, meaning his father and his aunt. Warafa al-arsh, <laughs> He put them on the throne, on his throne. And when he put them on his throne they all bowed to him. Meaning, the parents, uh, the father and the aunt, and also the 11 brothers. All of them bowed to Yusuf alayhi salam. kharru lahu They made sujood to him. And some of the Mufassirin have mentioned that this sujood, this sujood was not actually like a full sujood with the face on the ground with the forehead touching the ground, It was, it was like a bow, like a bow, which, which was a form of respect. And this was something that was permissible in previous legislations. In our sharia, it is not permissible to make sujood to anyone except Allah. But in previous sharias, previous uh, laws that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, it was permissible to make sujood to someone as a, as a form of respect. The sujood of worship, of course, that always has been, only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as for sujood, just to show respect to someone, this is something that was allowed in previous legislations, but it's not allowed in our Sharia. In the sh- Sharia of Islam, it's not allowed to make sujud to anyone, even if it's not for worship, even if it's only for respect, you cannot make sujud to anyone, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in, in the legislation, in the religion uh, of Bani Israel, at the time of Yaqub alayhi salam, it was permissible. To make sujood to a person out of respect. Out of respect. Similar to the sujood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the angels to make to Adam alayhi salam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, what did he say to the angels? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the angels, make sujood to Adam. So they all made sujood. Was that a sujood of worship? No, of course not. It was a sujood of honor and respect. And Iblis refused to do that. And that is what earned him the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they made sujood. What kind of sujood it was? Some of the mufassirin have said it was just a a, a bow, right? Not a full sujood on the ground. And some of the mufassirin have said, no, it was an actual sujood with the forehead on the ground. And Allah knows best. But in any case, it was a sujood of respect and honor, not a sujood of worship. So they all make sujood to him. Ya'qub alayhi salam the wife of Ya'qub alayhi and the 11 brothers of Yusuf alayhi So when they make this sujood to him, what does he remember? He remembers the dream that started this whole story. He remembers the dream that he had as a young child that he narrated to his father decades earlier. Remember the dream he had? قَالَ When Yusuf Alayhi Salaam was a a 12-year-old boy, he had this dream and he narrated to his father, oh my father, I saw in my dream 11 stars and the sun and the moon making sujood to me, right? So now, 40 years later, this is the realization of that dream. 11 stars, that's the 11 brothers of Yusuf Alayhi making sujood to him. The sun and the moon, that is, the Parents of Yusuf alayhi salam or the father of Yusuf alayhi salam and the aunt of Yusuf alayhi salam. Right? It's a realization of that dream that he had, and he realizes this, he puts it together and he tells his father when they made sujood to him, when they made sujood to him, what did Yusuf alayhi salam say to his father? Oh my father, he said, Oh my father. This is the realization of the dream that I had before. Allah has made it true. Allah has made that dream come true. This is it. وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ <بِيه> And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so generous to me. Yusuf salam is saying this to his father. In the presence of his whole family, he's saying it to his father. Allah has been so generous to me. Allah was so generous to me when He got me out of prison. And he brought you out from the Bedouin life that you were living in in, in Philistine. And he brought you to me to live comfortably. من من After the shaitan had had made these problems and tried to. Make strife and separation between me and my brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed the plan of the shaitan and he brought us all together. And he, he has been so generous to me. So, the things that Yusuf alayhi mentions here when he's mentioning the generosity of Allah, he says, السجني, that Allah was so generous to me when he got me out of prison. And he didn't mention. Being taken out of the well, right? When Yusuf was thrown into the well. If he had stayed in the well, then that would be something that, that would have been a disaster for him. But he was taken out of the well. Wasn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generous to Yusuf alayhi salam when he took him out of the well? So why did Yusuf alayhi salam not mention that? He mentioned al al-badwi." He mentioned that Allah has been so generous to me when he got me out of prison, and he brought you to me. He brought you out of the Bedouin life you were living in Philistine, and he brought you to me. He was so generous when he gave gave me these blessings. Why did Yusuf alayhi salam not also mention getting out of the well? The Mufassirin have mentioned a very beautiful explanation for this. Remember, when Yusuf alayhi salam revealed himself to his brothers, and then he said to them la that you know this this chapter is closed there's no reproach upon you today i'm not going to i'm not going to keep talking about what you did to me i'm not going to remind you of what you did to me i'm not going to bring it up you know no punishment no revenge the case is closed he said that la alaykum and he meant it so now when he's remembering the favors of allah and he and he's mentioning it to his family he's mentioning it to his father and the brothers are there He doesn't want to mention being thrown in the well because his brothers are the one who threw him in the well. They would feel bad. It would just bring back that guilt. If he said, oh, my father, Allah was so generous to me when he got me out of that well. The brothers were right there listening to this conversation. How would they feel that? Oh, we're the ones who actually threw him in that well. They would feel bad. He didn't want them to feel bad. So he just didn't mention that part out loud. Of course, he recognized that this was also a great favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him, but he didn't want to mention it in the presence of his brothers. Subhanallah. Look at this character, right? He didn't want to make them feel bad. So he said, That Allah was so generous to me when He got me out of prison. And He brought you out of the Bedouin life in Palestine. He brought you to me. When the shaitan tried to make problems, between me and my brothers, Inna Rabbi Yasha. Surely Allah, my Lord, He is Latif, that He is so kind in how He He manages things, how He arranges things. He brings, you know, He He brings good out of all of these these situations that you think are bad, right? Allah, the way He plans everything so perf so perfectly, Inna Rabbi He's so compa- kind and compassionate in how, he, in how he brings about all of this good to whomever he wills. alimul hakim. Surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has all knowledge and all wisdom. Everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does is based upon his knowledge and his perfect knowledge and his perfect wisdom, subhanAllah. And then Yusuf alayhi salam, he makes a beautiful dua. He realizes the favor of Allah upon him. Like, look at this good life I'm living now, alhamdulillah. Yeah, I went through a lot of hardships and difficulties, but now, alhamdulillah, look at the situation Allah has given me. I'm so powerful, I'm so wealthy. So he makes this dua to Allah. He doesn't forget Allah. رَبِّ min مِنَ الْمُلْكِ Oh, my Lord, Allah, Ya Rabb, you are the one who gave me from the kingdom. And you taught me the interpretation of dreams. وَالْأَرْضِ You are the creator, the originator of the heavens and the earth. فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Ya Allah, you are my friend and my guardian and my protector in this world and in the hereafter. So, Ya Allah, when my time comes to die, take me up as a Muslim. Don't let me die except in a state of complete submission to you, Ya Allah. تَوَفَّنِي Muslima, When I die, when you take my soul, Ya Allah, make make me a Muslim. I only want to die as a Muslim. تَوَفَّنِي wa وَأَلْحِقْنِي بِالصَّالِحِينَ And then, Ya Allah, when you take my soul up, then join me with the righteous ones, the the, the prophets of Allah, the the forefathers of Yusuf, السلام, Ibrahim, Ishaq, right? Join me with the salihin. وَأَلْحِقْنِي بِالصَّالِحِينَ Beautiful dua that Yusuf, Alayhi Salaam, made so that concludes the story of Yusuf alayhi as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it in this beautiful in this beautiful surah and there's so many lessons and so many takeaways uh, that we can get from the surah but like i mentioned the gist the, the like the moral of the surah the moral of this whole beautiful true story is what yusuf alayhi said to his brothers in wa yusbir." Whoever has taqwa and sabr, these two qualities. You fear Allah, you're conscious of him, and you keep your duty towards him, and you have patience upon whatever befalls you. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيْعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow the reward of the doers of good to go to waste. Allah will reward you in this dunya, and he will reward you in the hereafter. So that concludes the story of Yusuf in this surah. And of course, there are still a few more verses of the surah, which we will go over next week, right? The the conclusion of the surah. Inshallah, we'll try to finish it either either next week or the week after that. Inshallah, we will conclude uh, the last few verses of the surah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to benefit from the knowledge that he teaches us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to implement all beneficial knowledge in our lives. Ameen. Barakallahu feekum. And we have some time for questions now, inshallah. Uh, I'll be happy to take a few questions from you guys.